Dr. Zach William and Flat Creek Baptist Church as we dive deeper into God's Word in this podcast titled New Horizons. What I want to bring to you today is I want to remind you of the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, let's first of all, uh, let's just kind of, uh, kind of just, uh, just th- throw one thing out there for you. Okay, first and foremost, know this: Mary is not divine. Now, why do I say that? I say that from the very outset because there are many people today who have an erroneous view of Christianity. Many world religions believe that we as Christians who hold the Trinity in our hands and and in our belief system um, believe that the Trinity is Father, Mother, Son. Now, we know that's not true. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But uh, many like Muslims and these other religions like these, they believe that Christians believe in God the Father, God the Mother, and God the Son. And they take Mary and put her in that position of God the Mother. Friends, listen to me. Mary is not a goddess. Mary is not to be worshipped. Mary is not to be prayed to. Uh, Mary is not to be uh, overly esteemed as an idol. Um, She's not to be the object of our affection. Mary was a humble young lady who lived in Nazareth, who worshipped God herself. Now, am I saying today that we don't need to esteem her greatly? Absolutely not. We need to esteem Mary. We need to hold her up. We need to to praise God for her faithfulness and her diligence and her willingness to bring forth Jesus into the world and, and her amazing faith and her desire to follow. But we do not bow down and worship her. And then we know this, that there are many circles inside of even what we would call Christianity that worship Mary, that pray to Mary. And the idea, especially say in the Catholic Church, is that there is, um, you know, we as, as say Southern Baptists believe, um, and the majority of Christianity would believe, uh, that there, there, there is one way to God the Father. And that is through God the Son. However, what Catholics would teach is there's one way to God the Father, and that's through God the Son. But to get to God, to get from God the Son to God the Father, you have to go through Mary. You have to go through the Mother. And this is just not biblical. The Bible says there's one mediator between man and God, the man Jesus Christ. Jesus is the second person of the Godhead, and we do not have to pray to his mother in order to get to the Father. And when I say his mother, I mean his earthly mother, not a heavenly mother. And so today I want to talk about Mary, and I want to talk to you about who she is in the Bible and just her place. So the Bible says, Luke chapter 1, verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. Notice the Bible says she's a virgin. Now, friends, that is absolutely 100% important to the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some have said that it does not matter if Mary is a virgin because 
You know, Jesus still came, Jesus still died, Jesus still resurrected, regardless of whether or not his mom was a virgin. Friends, listen to me. Listen to me. If the enemy tries to get into your mind or into your church and tell you that the virgin birth is not important, you need to get away from that church, you need to get away from that pastor, that teacher, and you need to get away from the enemy. Because the virgin birth is absolutely essential to the work of Christ. The virgin birth... The fact that Jesus was not touched by the seed of the man but came from the seed of the woman teaches us that he does not have a sin nature. He did not inherit a sin nature from his father, which means that he did not inherit a sin nature from Adam, which means that the possibility of him being sinless is actually true. And so Jesus comes from the womb of a virgin, miraculously conceived by the Holy Spirit, Jesus comes into the world. The Bible says the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Rejoice, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. And then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. That word favor in the Greek is the word charis, and it's the word grace. For you have found grace with God. Now listen. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be, since I have not been intimate with a man? I mean, you can imagine this scene playing out. Here's Mary, this young virgin girl, living in Nazareth, an angel appears, you're going to conceive, you're going to bring forth a son, you're going to name him Jesus, he's going to be the savior of the world. And here's Mary, this young virgin, and she says, wait a minute, how can this be? I've never been intimate with a man. How is this actually a possibility? And the angel replies and says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth, even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless, for nothing will be impossible with God. So the angel says, Mary, understand, this is how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. And supernaturally, miraculously, inside of your womb, you're going to conceive a child. And this child is going to come. And he's going to be the Savior of the world. And just in case, just in case you're wondering, is it actually possible? Well, just know that your relative Elizabeth, who's way past childbearing age, right now she's pregnant and she's bringing forth a son. Nothing is impossible with God. And I want you to listen to Mary's response. Mary says, I am the Lord's slave. May it be done to me according to your word. Just just think for a moment of of that response of Mary and and how how often God calls us to something and and our response is, God, now's not a good time. Or or God, I I would do that, but I've got all these other things taking place in my life. Or maybe we just say, no, not going to do that. Even though it's God speaking to us, calling us, telling us to do this, we simply reject. However, Mary says, I'm the Lord's slave. 
May it be done to me according to the will of the Lord. I will accept everything that God wants to do with me. I accept it. And He can use me in whatever way He sees fit, no matter the ridicule, the shame that might be involved, any of those things, it doesn't matter. He needs me. He needs my womb. I'm the Lord's slave. Have at it. Do with me what you please. Because I want the world to know of the Savior that's coming. And I want the world to know the Savior that I know. And I want the world to ultimately come to repentance and faith through Him. I mean, friends, listen, this is this the attitude that you and I should have when the Lord speaks. Shouldn't we just say, Lord, I'm your slave. Whatever you say, whatever you need, whatever you want, my body is not mine, it's yours. Have at it. Do with me what you please, regardless of the, of the ramifications, regardless of the rejection, regardless of what might happen. I'm your slave, and I know you would do nothing to me to harm me. Instead, you would only allow things to happen to me that would bring you the greatest glory. Oh, that that would be our response today. That we would respond in such a way so that the world might come to know Jesus. Friends, I pray that today, no matter what God is calling you to, that you would agree, like Mary, to be the Lord's slave and say, God, whatever it is, use me.